Hello, everyone. Hello. Thank you so much for joining us. This is our wonderful podcast, How to Drought Proof Your Retirement. And we love to talk about affiliate marketing. We love to talk about all things that can get you to the retirement age. It doesn't matter if you are young or old. We all have to start thinking about retirement. You do not want to wait until it's time to retire. You want to start thinking about it like yesterday. So my name is Christy Hall. I am so excited to be here. I am here with my partner in crime, my wonderful, wonderful Marion, and I'm going to let her introduce herself. But we also have a very special guest here. She is my new friend. Uh, we have known each other for quite a few months now, and her personality is like a radiant she is funny she is heart-centered she is just everything that i wish i could be she dances on tiktok and i just i love her so so much so when i knew that we were going to have her on the podcast today um i was super excited because she's definitely my kind of people um, so, Marianne, would you please introduce yourself, and then um, you can ask our wonderful, wonderful guest to uh, to introduce herself. I sure will. Well, good morning, good afternoon, good day, wherever you are in the world. We're happy that you're here. I'm Marianne LaSalle, and as Christy kind of introduced me a little bit, her partner in crime. Now, we haven't committed one yet, but man, you know, I believe we're working on it. <laughs> You know, I am the kind of friend that will help you hide the body. So that's, you know, that tells you something, right? You want that's a friend right. like that. Mm -hmm. And did you happen to hear my, did you happen to hear my uh, post on Facebook yesterday? I said, I need some uh, responses to what I just overheard. And it was my husband asking yes. Alexa, yes, Alexa, can you block my wife? So that sure. is what I'm not sure about that. <laughs> so I might need you to come help me bury a body. Okay. Okay. Get back to it. I'm sorry. That was just side note. I did give you a good response. So I don't know if you read it or not, but I said, I, uh, I wonder how much an alimony payment's going to be. <clears throat> yeah. My favorite comment was my sister-in-law saying, does a dog shot collar work on husbands? And uh, I think Ooh. I'm going to find out. Oh, good one. Good one. Well, I'm really happy that we, the three of us could, as you could tell, we're already off to a good start having fun. So we're all into internet marketing. We're all into creating our freedom in a way that makes us feel good. We want to be able to work from anywhere. We want to be able to use the internet to reach out to people all over who have like minds you know, heart-centered, like-minded, and um, just the, the feeling that you're with your people. Uh, Ashley and I were talking about that earlier today, and uh, that, that right there was enough for me to write a whole new book. You know, let's find our people. Let's find the people that we feel comfortable with and make money at the same time, having fun. Yes, sounds good. All right, so uh, without... Of further ado, I would like to welcome Ashley Casper to the Drought Proof Your Retirement Show because she's doing just that. 
And I know that we both have good corporation stories. So I would like you to start off, Ashley, by telling us a little bit about who you are and, you know, what's your story? We want to hear. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Christy and Marian. I'm excited to be here. Um, as she said, my name is Ashley Casper. I'm a mom of four. Um, we have a blended family, so I only gave birth to one. The rest of them I get to pull into my life, and I didn't have to go through the pain and labor to get them. Oh, that's good. <laughs> um, married to my absolute best friend. We got married in 2020, and none of this would be possible if it were not for his support and him being my absolute biggest cheerleader. And um, so background about me, I worked 14 years, um, started out in just a small office, literally in the middle of a cow pasture out here in Georgia. And um, I started out from, uh, it was the work release program. That's what my boss would call it from school. I would leave school and go into the office and I wanted to work in the, or at that point, I wanted to be like administrative. I wanted to work in an office. That's what my mom had done. I watched her. She had great work ethic and I admired my mom so much. So I was kind of following in her footsteps and I grew with that company. I stuck with that company. I grew from a receptionist to an actual department manager. And um, that company also grew in the process of that and became a corporate, a part of a corporate company. And, um, Climbing the ladder, doing all the things, kissing the butts, unfortunately. And um, I was being, I was following leaders that at the time I thought were good leaders, but it became quickly, like through, through those years, it became very relevant that they were not good leaders. And um, one day I woke up and I'm getting ready for work and I get a call from my boss and he says, don't come in the office today. I was like, okay, what's going on? He says, we're laying everybody off. I was like, including me? He said, no, you're one of the safe ones. I was like, okay, so you're laying off my team. I need to be there. No, we don't want you there. So I couldn't even tell my team goodbye. I couldn't be there, you know, and I was really, we live in a small town. So while this was a big corporate company, this was a something unique for our little town to have a piece of corporate America within it. So while the business was, or the company was big, it still had kind of a small family feel within it. So losing my team was really hard for me. And the same day that that happened, my mom got the news that she had stage four lung cancer. And um, she went downhill really quickly. So kind of in the midst of that, I started working from home. I was taking care of my mom and um, I was working from home because they were closing our office down. But they also had me training everybody that was going to be taking my team's place in California. So I knew that my time was limited. You know, they were having me train somebody else. It was a matter of time before I was going to be gone, too. So I started looking elsewhere. and. Um, and so my mom actually passed away within three months. She had a really quick and short battle with cancer. And while it was devastating, it was also probably one of the best things that could have happened to me to push me out of my comfort zone. Honestly, I think a lot of me, there was a little bit of a codependency there on my mom of wanting her approval of every little thing that I did. So breaking free from that by losing her allowed me to find who I wanted to be for myself. 
And I overcame so much. I got out of a really toxic relationship. I quit smoking. I quit drinking. I'm healthier now than I've ever been. And I have a family, a beautiful family now. And um, so, yeah, leaving corporate America and uh, not going back has kind of led me. So leaving corporate America was really what pushed me to I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur um, as a kid. Like I remember I wanted to do the babysitters club. You know, that was one of the big things when I was a kid was watching the babysitters club. So at seven years old, I was planning a babysitting gig, knew, knowing nobody was going to trust me with their kids, but I was planning for the future. <laughs> so I, I always that. knew that being my own boss was, was a thing. It was going to be, you know, something, but I never really pursued it hardcore until losing mom and realizing that climbing the ladder and doing those things when, when she passed away, she had worked for a company for years and did, she had a trailer that she paid a thousand dollars for that she left to me. That was all she had. And, um, so I didn't want to follow in those same footsteps, you know, and I know that she, while she wanted me to do good things, she didn't want me to follow in those same footsteps either. So that's what got me here today. So I think, I don't think I left anything out. I think that covers most of everything. <laughs> That's beautiful. That's beautiful. I, and I can relate so well. I mean, we, we talk about entrepreneurs and so many of them, they kind of have that drive when they're young and they don't always realize it. Um, I definitely wanted to be a babysitter. I babysat my first time and they paid me with a loaf of raisin bread. And, you know, maybe that's why I'm a little bit overweight because I was super excited. Um, but I quickly changed to, uh, and, and, you know, I've always lived in Florida. So, I quickly changed to uh, painting shells. So I used to paint shells and take them door to door. I think I sold them for 10 cents. I didn't really care about the money. I just really wanted to create. And uh, I've always had that creative soul, um, which kind of reminds me of you because I have watched your flourishing um, Ashley's creative stash uh, come to life. I feel like I've been... Uh, kind of watching on the sidelines and being able to participate a little bit. So what I'd really like to know um, is how did you go from this corporate world to knowing that you wanted to create coloring books to inspire the world? How how did that niche happen? Was it experience? Do you have some type of graphic experience or is it just a love that came out of you? Um, so creativity, art, crafts has always been a part of my life. Um, I actually helped my mom open an Etsy store when she was still alive and she was selling some of her, um, she would paint, uh, eggshells. So she did the blowing and she would paint the eggshells. So, um, but so I've always struggled with choosing a niche since I got into, you know, figuring out I wanted to start my own business. I always knew that, but I felt like I was jumping from one thing to another because I consider myself pretty multi-passionate. Um, and this time around, I think, honestly, you know, you you have been a big part of that, Christy, like while, you know, you purchased the coloring pages that I released the first day. But not just you, there have been so many other people that just like, I think what started at this go round was a Facebook post of me, like I took the shot like this with my iPad in my lap of me creating a coloring page. And I got such a good response, not so much about the reason why I was making the post, but also about the page that I had created, which I didn't think was 
anything super duper special at the time. It was just some doodles I felt like. And the response to that, and I was like, okay, let me create some more. So I created some more and got a lot more response. And I was like, okay, this is a niche that like, I'm getting these signs. Things are, you know, the universe is telling me this is something that could be beneficial for others as well as me. Um, It's creating the coloring pages is like therapy for me. I'm not huge into coloring, um, but I love creating like the line work and stuff. But anyway, so yeah, this time around, I think just the confidence of everyone kind of pouring into me was just like, okay, just pick something and run with it. You know, it, it doesn't have to be perfect. I also, and I think Marion kind of helped solidify this for me in one of our um, chats a couple of weeks ago was, you know, coloring books may be my thing right now, but that doesn't mean that that has to be what I do five years from now. And um, I think a lot of people get caught up in, you know, choosing the niche because they feel like they have to be consistent with that niche. And I'm learning, you just have to be consistent. You don't have to be consistent with a niche. Just be consistent. Oh, I like that. I like that a lot. And I'm glad you mentioned that because sometimes, you know, when you talk to people, you don't know what sticks and and what makes them feel confident about moving forward. Um, I, I do pride myself in helping people, including myself, try to figure it out because it's hard. It's hard to find, you know, what really gives you pleasure and it's hard to figure out what other people will pay for or, or want to see. Like you put something out on social media and crickets, it hurts, you know, it's like you put your heart into it. It's like nobody loved it. Okay, I guess the next thing here, you know, so uh, I'm glad to hear you say that because I do want to talk to you about several things, challenges, of course, but mostly I want to talk to you about technology, your skills. Um, are you trying to improve your skills? Are you just paying somebody to do it all for you? How are you handling technology? Technology is handled by me. I've always been pretty gifted when it comes to technology. Um, I was actually, that was one of my uh, talents within corporate America that they would kind of recruit me for and volunteer me for to learn new software and stuff and be the one to teach it. Um, so that was kind of what helped me climb the ladder there. So technology, and that was also something my mom kind of enforced when I was really young. She had me in front of a computer at the kitchen table. And this was back when you had the big square monitors and the, the she turned it around. I couldn't even see what I was typing. She'd be like, nope, you got that wrong. And I'd be typing, nope, you got that wrong. Oh man, I love that. <laughs> so that like brings back the memories. Yeah. Test, you know? So my mom knew that the computers were the future. So she really encouraged me. And through high school, I took web design classes, um, PowerPoint, like we learned all the Microsoft Office, um, stuff like that. So technology has always become pretty easy. And it's it's a craft in itself to me. I can get lost in creating my website sometimes and just be like, oh, wow, it's five hours. And, um, you know, they say do the things that you can, you know, get lost in time doing. And so why would I hire somebody else to do that if I enjoy it? But the other thing with that, I think it's really important to have tools that, you know, make that that there's lots of user friendly tools out there for people that aren't really skilled. And it just takes a little time to to work with it and give yourself that grace to learn it. Yeah. Ashley, you mentioned tools. Are there any specific tools that you use? You mentioned you update your website and I know you do a lot of the detail work with coloring. If somebody out there wanted to get started, maybe even creating their own coloring pages or they just have a small business that they they aren't really sure 
what to do next, what tools would you recommend for somebody uh, who wanted to get started? Absolutely. So um, my number one tool that I have used now for two years, and I've kind of, like I said, I kind of bounced around from niche to niche. I've created so many different business, even if I didn't release them to the world, I was creating little business ideas behind the scenes. And that's the funnel builder tool that I call it my digital Swiss army knife. And um, it's just capable of so many things. And I think that any business, even if you're not just doing coloring books, um, it's, you can do coaching, you can do webinars, you can do a membership program, you can sell your products. And the biggest thing that I love, they don't take any fees from you. (laughs) You get to keep all of your sales. And um, it's just, it's an affordable product and the community and the support, like I said, especially for those newbies that don't really fully understand, you've got that support system that goes with that tool, which is really hard to find out there. But outside of that, um, for creating coloring pages, Canva, um, I get a lot of kind of like template ideas. I'm not really big on sketching ideas from my brain quickly. I do with big projects that I do, but when I'm just wanting to create a coloring page, I'll kind of throw together some graphics to get kind of an idea of a template. And then I use Procreate, which is a one-time purchase app that you can get on your phone or iPad um, to do like drawing and line work. Um, highly recommend an Apple pin to go along with that. But yeah, those are the main tools that I use in my business. I, I just a quick note, uh, I'm, I'm a baker. And so a lot of bakers use Procreate to, to work on their designs. So yeah, I think that's pretty cool. Uh, well, thank you for sharing that. Yep. I've never heard of Procreate, so we might want to dive into that a little bit, but I do have some more questions about technology. So one of the things that I think is important for people who are not creative or who who are not technical is that they understand that it's okay to hire people to do what you don't want to do. And you did mention time. You said, oh, you know, five hours could go by. Well, you know, some people don't have a spouse. They don't have another income. They are like time sensitive. And so I want to encourage people to look for someone who can help you with those tools or that technology that you're that you don't have the time, you know, to spend two years learning. Um, I am the same way, Ashley. I know Christy is too. We're self-taught. We understand that um, in order to really get someplace, you need to you need to teach yourself. You need to get in there and learn it. But maybe when you're first starting, you could hire somebody that could help you. And and uh, and I know quite a few people that feel that way. Technology scares the bejeebers out of them. And uh, I don't want those people to say, well, Marion and Christy and Ashley, you know, they're they're really, you know, accomplished because they do their own and I can't do that. So I might as well go get a job. No, it's not. It's not quite like that. (laughs) Yeah. And I would totally agree. And I would even add, you know, like I said, with our tool and I actually had this conversation with a fellow member this morning um, that uses this tool. And I was like, you know, our tool, even if you don't have those skills, our tool comes with that support group and there's someone in there. Like there's always somebody that shows up and not looking for money, not looking for payment. Like, Oh, this is how you do that. Oh, you can't like Bryce made a video for me today or the other day, because he was like, I was like, how'd you do that? And he sends me all the details. I'm like, that is way <laughs> beyond me. He goes, I'll make it for you in a minute. Just send me this. I was like, oh my gosh. So I think having that tool with this community of people 
anyone with those technical challenges, you're going to get that support. You're going to get oh, that support. Yep. Absolutely. I, I got to say our community is is fabulous. And, and one of the things that I really like to do is, you know, they, they have that quote, you know, you can teach a man to fish and he'll have uh, fish forever. So I really, uh, I love to teach how to work on the funnel builder. I love to teach people how to create their own websites, uh, but I don't, I don't just do it for them. You know, I'll show them, I'll give them an example, but then I want to be right uh, on their shoulder and we can do that virtually and, and really show them what to do. And I find that so many people really learn best by, by allowing someone with patience and kindness to let them stumble and to let them learn. And to me, I, I just find that to be um, so great. Uh, so my next question is, and this is kind of a multifaceted question, um, because I always like to ask people, especially when they have families, I, I my daughter is is grown. So I don't really have a big issue uh, with the work life balance. But you mentioned that you are uh kind of recently married and you blended your families. Um, but also I picked up that you guys got married in 2020. So was that pre-COVID? Did COVID affect anything in your family dynamics? And 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 how do you work that uh, work and life balance having, having that uh, mixed family? Gotcha. So I will say it's it's been in kind of two parts. There was prior to marriage and there was after marriage. So prior to marriage, we're all blending. It was a family of six in a tiny two bedroom, one bath, 1970s trailer. And the second bedroom was an added storage building. So that's how small this place was. And um, I will say the pandemic for us was honestly kind of a breath of fresh air. Um, but we embraced being able to just all hang out at home together. And while we had our small space, like we turned our living room into like the party room. It had decorations up, sheets hanging all over. the. It was like a tent. The kids could just sit in and watch TV all day. We spent a lot of time outside. So that really helped us blend. It was really hard to get work done during that time, though, because of the small space. I worked a lot with my headphones in back then. I can't do that as much these days. It's something something about my me getting older and not being able to focus. But um, so that was a lot back then. But I would say, um, yeah, we we bought our house and got married. Um, we actually moved into our house the same week we got married in our backyard. So it was all very very quick and fun. And um, but blending the family and. And also um, finding that balance has been a struggle. And I will say the biggest things that have helped me, number one is my husband. Um, we are, I guess you could say, we are blessed. Um, it wasn't a blessing how we got there, but my husband was injured in Iraq um, very severely. And uh, thankfully to that, he is fully retired. So he's home all day with me. And um he's not so much of a morning person. So I handle the kids in the morning. He handles the kids when they come home from school. He's making sure they get their homework done. I'm still up here working. And um, so once I drop the kids off, it's workout. And then I have the rest of the day to pretty much work out or, you know, sometimes we'll get some things done around the house. But usually the evenings is whenever I'm, I, I kind of treat my day like a typical work day as if I was going somewhere. 
Um, the other piece of that is my kids do chores. I'm big on contribution and teaching them to contribute to wherever it is that they're at, whether that's here, they stay with a friend, they clean up, you know, that's really big. So teaching them to do their chores and their responsibility. Um, and so I would spend a lot of time repeating myself because they're teenagers, they're kids. But my husband and I, we find that we do things differently and it would confuse the kids. I would tell them, well, you got to do this tour this way. But when I'm not around, dad would say, do it this way. And they would get really confused. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to take my corporate America training and I'm going to write SOPs for the Casper household. So my kids have chore SOPs so they know how to do things if I'm not around. And if dad's not, there's no more confusion. Like there's no more mom and dad going downstairs and going, why didn't you do this? And they go, well, you didn't teach us to do that. (laughs) And they will use that against you. It made me happier. (laughs) So everybody contributing really, really helps. Excellent. I'm glad to hear that. And uh, that really helps me with my next question for you, Ashley. I hope you don't feel like we're bombarding you with questions, but we are. Uh, (laughs) My next question is, do you work with people and what does that look like? So if, if somebody's watching this podcast or listening, because we are on iTunes and Spotify and all the great places, um, but if they're watching you on YouTube and they say, you know what, I'd like to work with Ashley, how would they go about doing that? And do you work with people? What does that look like? Yeah. Um, so you can connect with me by visiting ashleyscreativestash.com. That's how you can get onto my email list right now. Um, If you're in the coloring world, we can totally jump into that. But as I said, I've dabbled in a lot of different things over the years. And I feel like with that comes a little of experience. And I want to share that with people that want to do something, but are like I was and not really sure what they want to do. And if that's you and you feel like, you know, our energies are kind of aligned and we can work together. Yeah. Sign up on my email list. And then the first email you get from me, just click reply. And um, I'd love to just hear your story, what what drives you, what your passions are, what you're interested in, what you want to do. And we can come up with a plan from there. Like, I have no doubt in my mind that we could come up with a plan as long as there's that openness and willingness to learn and try new things and not be afraid to fall because we'll be there to pick you right back up. Right. You know, we, we often learn that um, if you're prepared that the opportunity will come. And, Absolutely. Uh, you know, it sounds like you have prepared and, and that is how this niche kind of hit you. And also, you know, you can teach others how to do that. Um, so what I want to ask you, and this is such a cliche question, but it is really, uh, especially for you, I think that this question is going to be uh, brilliant. Where do you see your business in the future? So I've thought a lot about that. And um, the biggest thing I can think of right now is just market expansion. And when I say that, um, it could be with coloring or it could be with other things. So I'm totally open to whatever universe throws at me that, you know, is like, okay, this is the way you're supposed to go. But I envision whatever that is, it's definitely market expansion. And I would love to work with people locally as well and really bring the energy from everything that I've learned from this online community that we have 
and start bringing it locally because I think so many more people need it. So that's about, I, you know, I've thought a lot about it. There's a lot of different directions five years could take me, but definitely expansion and just continuing to grow so that I have more value to add to others. Thank you, Ashley. Well, I just always hate it when it's time to leave, but darn it, you know, time does tick on, doesn't it? So I'd like to say thank you, Ashley, for being here with us today. Christy, as usual, you are, yes, you're always heart-centered and and, uh, and and that that symbol means you. You know that in our whole community, everybody knows that that's Christy. When we see Christy when we see the heart. I hands. know, I know, yep. great. And thank um, you so much for having me. This was a blast. Oh, good, I'm glad. You we want you to come back, yeah. Uh, we want you to come back, and uh, if you have uh, something special to offer people, we want you to bring it with us. Be bring it with you, not with us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I want you to see that there's a ticker that is kind of going across the bottom of the, the screen here. I am encouraging you to download your copy of The Drought Proof Your Retirement. It's a book that Christy and I put our heart and soul into time, effort, and talent, put, put everything that we could think of that would help you make sure that your retirement looks the best that it can look. Okay, so what does that look like? Well, it's different for everybody. You might want, you know, to retire in a grand style, or you might want to just retire comfortable, or whatever it is that you, you see your retirement start early this is not we're not talking about somebody that's 80 years old okay we're talking about starting early to think about what your retirement's going to be and it could be that you just retire from corporate america just like ashley did and i did and uh christy did we all retired early right we didn't wait till we got the watch and whatever right <laughs> we said no we're gonna we're going to do it today. So thank you for joining us. Go get your book and uh, let's say goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much, Ashley. Thank you guys thank for you. watching. We love you. Bye, everyone. Bye for now. How do you make dreams come true? It takes faith to make your dreams come true. Life has something special right here for you. Everything has a season, a reason to grow So don't be discouraged by your obstacles no. Never give up, your right to be happy Never give up, be all you are meant to be Things will always come to get us down And it only gets worse when we start to frown Let's keep hope alive in our hearts Smile with gratitude, that's when the magic starts Never give up your right to be happy Never give up be all you are meant to be Never give up your right to be happy Never give up, it's your life